Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. Lindsay Phillips is the founder of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners increase customer service, run their business more effectively, and increase their profits. Prepare to be inspired and learn some practical tips and strategies you can use in your business today. And now, welcome your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion, Lindsay Phillips. Welcome to Sailing to Success podcast. This show was created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm. So my name is Lindsay Phillips and I'm your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion. I am the founder and CEO of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners calm the choppy waters of fast-paced business growth. Um, So I've created this podcast to not only motivate and inspire you to achieve more, but also share some really practical tips and business building strategies um, that you can use to be more productive, boost your profits, grow your business, but even just thrive as an entrepreneur. Um, And I'm definitely going to cover that today in respects to thriving as an entrepreneur. I'm super excited today to have um, Melissa Toller. She is a writer, a speaker, a certified health and wellness coach. She spent uh, 25 years on the diet roller coaster, losing and gaining the same 20 pounds. I can so relate. <laughs> While hating your body and yourself in the process. And so many women can relate to that. So in 2013, uh, Melissa left her corporate job of 15 years to start her own coaching practice. And all of her work is about challenging the status quo about weight loss and helping women feel really at home in their skin. Her mission is to help women live incredible lives without having to change their bodies to do it. So I love everything um, about you, Melissa. I love your posts on social media. Your website is beautiful. So thank Thank you so much for coming on my show. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so happy to be here. Cool. So yeah, it is so true. I mean, we've all heard about, you know, mindset, um, how it affects, you know, your success in what you do. Um, So maybe kind of give us a little bit of your backstory and then we can kind of talk about that relationship with food and body image. Sure. So like, you know, like you said in my bio, I spent 25 years from the time that I was 11 to the time I was like roughly 36 or 37 in a constant battle with myself and with my body. That's young. 11? Wow. Yeah. Unfortunately, there I've encountered some of my clients and women that I've encountered tell me stories of being on their first diet when they're eight or even five. Oh my God, that's crazy. Which is, yeah. So 11 you know, since I've heard those numbers, 11 seems actually kind of late. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I spent a lot of time on that whole train of trying to fix myself. And I had a, like, there had been plenty of times in my life that I thought, this can't be it. Like, this right. cannot be what I'm supposed to be doing with my time. Like, oh, it's, no. like I was always looking for the next thing that was going to help me lose weight. So I, you know, tried a million different diets and different workout DVDs and uh, like just everything. Um, And so in 2011, I decided to do um, fitness competitions. And of course, my primary reason for wanting to do that was (laughs) to lose weight. Yeah. Um, 
But the other reason was I did like bodybuilding ever since I was a little girl. I, it was something fascinating about that and being on stage. And um, so I trained for figure competitions for four years. Wow. And um, it was a really great experience. And not everyone has a positive experience coming out of those. Yeah. Um, you hear people having eating disorders or um, just disordered eating and significant body dysmorphia coming out of those because, you know, it is a very rigid way of eating and exercising and you are literally spending your time and money getting on stage so someone can judge you so apart. Exactly. Solely based on your body. So it's sort of like the diet mindset and culture all wrapped into one little thing. Oh. <laughs> like it's, you know, it's everything about diet culture on steroids in that whole bodybuilding fitness competition world. Yeah. But anyway, fortunately, I came out of it. It's one of the things that got me here. Not because I had an awful time. It's because I realized really two big important things. One, that the number that I had always been chasing, 125 pounds, I'm 5'3", 125 pounds was the thing I thought would be weighing. And right. my fitness competition experience taught me that that is an unsustainable weight for me because I would oftentimes be on stage in a ripped, lean body that is not compatible with real life, by the way at like 118 pounds or 120 pounds. So there's no way that 125 was something I was going to be able, I could achieve it, but there was no way I could sustain it. So it was sort of a sigh of relief for me. The second thing was that I realized, even though I had this super ripped, lean, fit body that people commented on all the time, it did not automatically bring happiness and love and success into my life, which is what we are always sold, right? You lose weight, totally. life changes for totally. the better. You'll be awesome. You can do all these things. And it just, it doesn't work that way. So, you know, my journey as a fitness competitor, as a fitness competitor, like taught me really important lessons. And during that time, I also became certified as a um, health and wellness coach and decided I wanted to dedicate my life to writing and speaking about these issues that yeah. affect women. So and that's so how many. I got here. Yes. Awesome. Yes. And for you to like leave your corporate job and just kind of break free and create your own path and your own destiny. Like it, it's so brave, but I bet it was scary, but so like freeing at the same time. Right. It was very scary, and it like it's funny because I had been at the same job, the same company for 15 years. I'm a pharmacist, and um, I worked in pharma, and it was corporate America, and it was great. It was a lot of money. I had friends there, like all those things, and I was ready to go. Like yeah. I'm telling you, in that last month, I'm like had a panic attack <laughs> every single day. I'm not even exaggerating. But once I left, I left on a Friday and I yeah. remember thinking, you know, I wonder if Monday I'm going to like miss this drive into work. And, and Monday, like that from Monday on, that Monday on, I've not thought about going back. Awesome. It was absolutely, absolutely liberating. Yes. Well, and your focus is your focus forward, right? Totally. Um, 
and kind of going into that mindset, it plays into that. If you're focused forward, positive, um, you know, you're going to do so much better. Now, I kind of want to talk about, um, you know, what we mentioned before, where like your weight, right? And you just think, you know, if you lose 10 pounds, you're going to be so much happier. Um, and so many women do equate weight with self, self-worth. Now, like, why do women do that? And what can they do to kind of break that habit? Mm. Well, the, I don't know if you want to hit this as good news or bad news, but, (laughs) but, you know, we do that because that is what our culture tells us. You know, ever since we are little girls, your value and worth as a human being lies either solely or primarily in the way you look and the size of your body has a lot to do with that. And so that message gets reinforced day in and day out overtly through blatant ads for diets and detoxes and detoxes or subliminally through like sayings on t-shirts. I ran into, I was in Macy's the other day and I saw a t-shirt for like 30 bucks that said bikini bodies are made in the, something about bikini bodies. And I was just like, are you like, seriously? Yes. So it's just, so we attach our weight to our worth because we live in a society that tells us that. And it, I'll say it is hard to break free from that. I guess that's the bad news Yeah, is that it is possible with um, support from like-minded people, uh, an awareness of the way that you think and how your thoughts um, impact your behavior. Yeah. Um, so it is, it is possible to break free from it. Absolutely. Well, that's good. And again, it's, you know, I remember someone told me like your thoughts become your actions, become your habits, become your destiny. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, everything starts with your thought process, right? Absolutely. You can trace your results and your act, like your actions directly to what you believe. I know it's crazy. So yeah, I mean, just like you said, you can change it. So what should we tell ourselves in in place of those kind of bad thoughts about ourselves? Like, is there anything that you kind of talk through? So with? Yeah, I think you know it is a process. I think the first thing is becoming aware, aware of what your thoughts are. So taking what I like to call a thought inventory. What do you believe about yourself Mm -hmm. as a person? What do you believe about your body? What do you believe about what it means to be a woman? And um, helping people make the connection between those thoughts and beliefs and what it is that they're doing in their lives. And is it giving you the results that you truly want? Right. And so like, that's another thing, the results that you want, not what people have told you you should want. That's true. Yeah. Now, um, I love what you put, you have on your website that, you know, what if Oprah waited to lose 20 pounds before she, you know, conquered the world with her monopoly? Yes. (laughs) I love Oprah and she helps so many women and people and kids. Um, but yeah, so, you know, you were saying on, on the website there, how you hold yourself back while you're waiting to lose weight or when you're going to feel better about yourself. Um, What tips would you give to people that kind of are in that mindset? Mm. 
So first, you know, I think it always goes back to our cultural influences, right? Because if your weight is your worth and your beauty is what's most important about you, of course, that has to be in line before you can do anything meaningful in the world. So just awareness that, you know, that's the culture that we live in. Um, I think the other thing, though, that you can do as an individual is get really clear about what it is that you want to accomplish mm -hmm. in the world in this lifetime. And I work a lot with women who feel like they have a mission and a message, but are somewhat afraid to be fully visible, are afraid right. to put themselves out there. And what it takes is honestly, it is practice, like baby steps of doing things that kind of scare you. And then once you see that it is not going to kill you, then you just, you know, keep building on and on. Um, so it's a practice, it's a process, and it does take some, some patience and a lot of support too. So how you feel about yourself and your weight and your body image, how does that affect women's lives, you know, in general, but also like in their business or their career? Um, I think, <laughs> I can, I mean, we can have a whole interview on I'm just sure. this question. <laughs> Um, you know, it, it, ugh, I think the way that it affects your life in general is that it makes you believe that the size of your body is the most important thing about you. So then you spend a lifetime trying to master that instead of mastering a craft or having the things that you want, you really, really want in your life. So it affects your life because it sort of distracts you from living your life. That's and true. it affects your business because, I mean, just like just really tangible things that people can identify with mm. that I've worked with women on. One, you are afraid to take pictures for your website so your website doesn't go up or it goes uh -huh, up. So true. Pictures of you on it. And so people are like, who the hell is this person? Because <laughs> I don't see any pictures of her. <laughs> I know that is true. <laughs> The second thing, it prevents you from going out and if you want to be a speaker or a writer, if you have something important you want to say, it prevents you from stepping out and going on stage and being seen because you feel like you have to lose yeah. 10 pounds before you can do that. And it just, it, it has a major impact on your life. And so I tell people, like this whole weight loss thing and body image is not just about that. It is about your entire life that's true um do you have any examples of working with some clients that are kind of like concrete things you can just to help illustrate it yeah well you know i think i would love to be able to like give like five steps but i i don't think it's it's not that easy number one it's different for different people yeah that's um, true. number two and um it takes a, like it is a process. I think the overarching thing though, and you know, I've said this already is deciding what it is that you want to create for yourself and your lifeness and um, taking the steps to do that. So if you are holding back on putting up a website because you can't take, you can't stand the sight of yourself in pictures or you're waiting to lose 20 pounds to take pictures, you know, Take the pictures, take one picture that you love of, of yourself and put it up on the website. Um, 
it, it can, it's just these little steps along the way that can make the difference. So basically you're changing your focus. You're not focusing on your body image or your weight. You're focusing on what it is that you want, like your end goal. Is that what you mean? Yo, absolutely. I did have a client once who was holding back on, she wanted to be a speaker, but felt like she was needed to lose 15 pounds. And what we did together was help her become focused on what it would feel like to put her message out in the world, focus on getting, making an impact, which is what she said she wanted. So yes, it is shifting your focus from, you know, hating the way that your body looks to what is the impact I want to make in the world and how can I do that? I like that. And then the, the focus sort of off of you, but how you can help and serve other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I kind of like what you said too about, you know, like this woman who wanted to be a speaker, like envision what it would be like if you did it anyways. And, you know, sometimes it is hard to picture yourself. And I can imagine that being really powerful, like, you know, okay, be on stage and what it feels like and the women that come up to you afterwards that are you're helping and how that feels. And it kind of wraps you in more into that sort of the end zone and what you could get from it. Yeah, it is, it is, it is shifting your focus to what matters to you. That's true. It's so easy to get caught up in how you feel about yourself, eh? Oh yeah, it is. (laughs) Now I know like, again, with the whole weight management and body image, I know there are so many rules that people have about food that kind of keep us locked in the, in that space. Um, what are some of those rules that we sort of tell ourselves or that society has about food? (laughs) Um, I think one of the biggest is that food falls into two categories, good or bad. And that is a major, uh, that's a major barrier to enjoying food and enjoying life for a lot of people. Because, Because we associate our weight with our worth, We associate the way we eat with our worth as well, because the way that you eat affects the way that, you know, the size of your body. So if you eat bad food, then you are bad. If you eat good food, then you are good. So who feels like it's just this mind game, this mental gymnastics that people have to do at almost every meal to be okay with eating bread. Like, am I going to be a bad person? Bread. thought of that full extension, but yeah, it's like, I feel guilty when I have a bagel instead of toast or whatever, but it's like, I enjoy it. But yeah, you go through this, this mental kind of guilt trip and you carry it further, right. Than just what it is you're eating. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, so that's a very concrete rule. I think one of another rule, I call it, um, that is less obvious (laughs) is this notion that women can't we can't or we shouldn't have what we really want and so that plays out in food and relationships in business and career you know unless what you want fits into society's um little box of what you should want somehow you're bad so if you want to go out to dinner and have bread and wine and dessert (laughs) On top of your dinner, like you got to make all these apologies and disclaimers about it. And I think that's complete BS. 
But that is the rule that if you just take a moment and look at your own experience or the experience of other women around you, you'll see that there's this rule that you can't really have what you want. And if you do, you got to somehow make amends or apologize for it. And it's funny how it's all intertwined, right? Like how food equates to weight, self-worth. And all those thoughts are like about you and what you want and your life and your business, like how it all intertwines. Like it's, it's messy. (laughs) It's messy. And we try to compartmentalize it. That's why, you know, like there's a billion weight programs, Mm -hmm. like whatever. But if they don't address you, the problem Mm -hmm. is they don't address you as a full, complete human being. Somebody who has feelings, emotions, somebody who, like has a life and a job, a career, a business, whatever. Like that stuff is rarely, if ever, incorporated into like a 30 day. day That is so true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've never even thought about it that way. But when you stop and think, it's it's almost like you're not getting to the root of the problem, kind of. Yeah. It's designed to keep you failing so that you keep coming back for more versus when you really start to deal with yourself as a full and complete human being there's less of a desire to pursue another weight loss alleged solution right it just you see you see yourself as a full person so in your experience i know you've you know done a lot of speaking and i know you do um some like events and such what is the biggest issue that kind of keeps coming up about women and maybe their thoughts or their habits hmm that's really kind of prevalent i think it is um not feeling comfortable in um their own skin and feeling like they have to apologize for themselves whether it's the way that they look the way that they speak, you know, it's, it's sort of in our culture, we have a lot of rules about what it means to be a a woman. And of course Mm -hmm. we have rules about what it means to be a man as well. Um, But if, but working hard to adhere to those rules while still trying to express your true self. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is something that I've run up against a lot with um, women that I encounter a lot. I bet. And what is your, like, I know you've got different topics and what have you that you speak about. Is there one in particular that you're really passionate about or a specific message that you really want to get out? So I'm in the process, this is a great question. So I'm in a process of revamping my talk titles because, you know, we evolve over life and my journey on this whole body image has evolved. And so now I'm starting to talk more about the cultural influences um, on women's body image, beauty standards, and just our, the way that we think, speak, and behave. So I haven't come up with a talk title yet, but I know I, wanna, I want to be able to have women feel like they can like challenge the status quo and question yeah the rules that have been sort of handed down to us and, and ask like, does this work for me <laughs> anymore That's or, true. or not? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, that's so that's, that's my favorite. That's going to be, that's yeah. what I'm really hot on right now. Well, that's exciting. So are there any, you were just kind of saying that one question, like, is this really working for me? Are there like good questions to sort of ask yourself? Cause you sort of don't think about it until like right now you say it and it's like, Oh, that's a good question to ask yourself to really stop and think about it. Are there any the questions that you have your clients or, or that we should ask ourselves to kind of help enlighten our, our brains? Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. So I actually just put out something called the body confidence manifesto and it's a free oh. guide that when you go to my website, it's on the homepage and you sign up and it's like a, like an eight page guide. And the, um, there are five, sort of principles I have to feeling good in your body. Yeah. Um, although it's not just about feeling good in your body, it's your whole life. But um, the first principle is question everything. And I have a list of questions in there. Um, and one of the questions is, am I okay with, or how do I feel about um, being focused on my weight and my body for the rest of my life? Um, you know, of course the question of, is this working for me or what is, is being, um, how do I say it? Something about, um, is being smaller or is my body the most important thing about me? Right. That question is designed to help you really, what else is it about me that I bring to this world like what is it that i can contribute to the planet why why am i here ultimately so i have a a, a list of questions yeah and it's just it's helping the questions that you should ask should really challenge the the things that we have been told and sold because we've internalized them to such a degree that they feel like they're our own thoughts and or or you feel like it's your truth when really yes yes exactly yeah that's so true and it's like again you know that's why i love kind of what we do it's like you know blogs and online videos and whatever it's like getting that message across so that other women can start asking those questions and then it's like sometimes when you go to the massage therapy, you don't realize how many knots you've got in your back until someone starts pushing on. <laughs> like, yes. like you don't realize kind of you're on autopilot, right? And your thoughts are on autopilot until you ask these questions. So what a great starting point. Now, where is that again, the manifesto? Yeah, it's on my website at melissatoller.com. It's right on the homepage. You'll see Perfect. it. And we'll obviously have that in the show notes as well. I'm going to have to download that when we're done. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you said you were changing your, um, sort of a little bit of of your focus. What else is on the horizon for you, Melissa? Um, I want to start writing more. Um, right now I do a lot of writing on my own blog. I've also done some guest blogs, but I, I want to do more writing in magazine, online magazines and other like longer posts longer essays yeah um and of course speaking like going around the country and having small intimate talks with women like little round tables or circles about these issues do you find a lot of people come up to you and start talking about their issues <laughs> you know what i mean like 
because you talk about this and you're so approachable and you're so passionate that sort of all these things kind of come out of the woodwork? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, people, you know, people, so yes, I get a lot of people who, women who come up to me and want to have these conversations. Um, the flip side of that is I get a lot of women who, when we're talking about this, like if I'm talking about this, want to avoid this conversation. Oh, I, really? Yeah, I totally get that. It's because you're challenging something yeah. that you've held on to forever. It's part of who you are. So, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to confront that. But I will say the majority of women who come up to me, like, want to really, like, they appreciate these, this topic and want to dig more into it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I guess it is hard to, for those women that kind of avoid, it's like, it's making you face something that makes you feel uncomfortable, right? Or Yeah, because if you have you know, just take my own personal example. If I, since I was 11, so I'm 41. So that's 30 years of that, of thinking that the dieting is going to be my answer to everything. It's hard to let that go. Cause I'm scared about what's on the other side of that. I don't know if what's on the other side of that is going to quote unquote work, which means help me lose weight. You know, it, it's, it's not an easy thing. And I, I tell people that ahead of time. It is a process. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't switch off your brain uh-uh. to certain thoughts. It's, that's not going to work. <laughs> Only <laughs> though, all. right? Yes, not at all. Oh my God. I so wish I could turn my brain off sometimes. <laughs> Are there certain things that women can like, I mean, for lack of better terms, affirmation statements or like, just truths that you can tell yourself to kind of let it sink in. Are there certain, I guess, phrases or thoughts that we should kind of try to make go through our brain a little bit better? Yeah. You know, I'm not really an affirmations. I've tried affirmations before and mantras and um, they only work if you believe them. (laughs) And so um, I tell people, you know, you're not, if you've hated your thighs since high school Waking up today and saying, I love my thighs, it's probably not going to seem <laughs> <laughs> realistic. <laughs> Good <laughs> <Just>, point. <laughs> but what you can do, though, is appreciate your thighs for okay. what they've been able to, like, you know, you were able to ride your bike or walk in the park with your daughter. You know, like small notes of appreciation right. um, that you can show to yourself and your body. The second thing though is probably the most important is having a lot of self-compassion. You know, we're able to be compassionate for our friends and family Mm. and even strangers, but we wreak havoc on our own selves and have this like horrendous inner critic. And for a lot of women, our inner critic is um, really noisy around body image and weight and that whole thing. And so Again, just noticing when that inner mean girl starts talking and you hear her and you're like, mm, okay, well, you know, you're not going to run my day today. I, I get that you're, you have something to say, but it's, it's not going to dictate what I do or how I feel. I like that. And, and I like how you said, you know, you're not going to run my day. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I mean, yeah, I like acknowledge it, but say, hey, you're not going to, I love that. You're not going to rule my day. Yes. I like that message. 
Awesome. Um, so yeah, I so appreciate you coming on. This has been a great conversation. Um, and yeah, just a reminder for, for all those women out there to like, don't let your body image and your, your weight hold you back from doing what you want, living the life that you want and having the business that you want. Um, and as uh, we know, many people say, right, Melissa, that get, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Oh, yes. Yes. And I wanted, I want to tell the listeners, if mm -hmm. there's something that you want to do and there's some message or mission you have and you feel like you're holding yourself back, I think let this be the sign that it's time for you to stop doing that. Like your life is happening now. It's not happening 10 pounds from now or 20 pounds from now or 30 pounds. Like it is happening now and you can live it the way that you want. Love that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Melissa. And um, we'll of course have the show notes and, um, and the replay up on my website. Um, so yeah, so that's it for this special episode of sailing to success podcast. Um, you can go to lindsayphillips.com to listen, um, and check out the other podcasts and blogs and videos. So until next time, folks, I wish you a productive and profitable week and may the winds always be at your back. You've been listening to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. To make sure you don't miss a single profit-boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and www.sailingtosuccesspodcast.com. To learn more about how Lindsay and her team can help you increase customer service, run your business more effectively, and increase your profits, go to www.ssonlinesupport.com. That's www.ssonlinesupport.com. Now go and implement what you've learned and come back next week for more Sailing to Success podcasts.